Hey guys, I'm Mina. Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. And welcome back to Through, Through the, the Cracks. today's episode we are talking about long distance and forewarning um both of us have been awake for a very long time and had very long days at work so we are a little bit tired but we're just gonna jump right into the meat of today's episode um both of us have been in long distance relationships in very different perspectives like I was in a very genuinely long distance long period of time relationship we were on literally opposite coasts of the country from each other and had to go an entire year without seeing each other even once um for reasons that we we couldn't control and that was a really really rough thing so trying to keep that alive and healthy keeping the spark alive and everything like while I was also juggling three jobs and college was not easy yeah I was in I'm gonna call it a minimum distance relationship for (laughs) part of it we were an hour and a half apart and then the last year we were together we were only like 45 minutes um which that was like practically no distance but our that's not distance in my opinion yeah our lives were so different that it wasn't a physical distance in our relationship it was, like, I've talked about the power dynamic before, and, like, it caused a very much emotional distance between us. And then, currently, I'm in a relationship, and we are three and a half hours apart, uh, which I actually classify as long distance, because we're going based off of the You're definition. over state lines. Yeah, we're going based off the definition of if you could not realistically and comfortably do it in 24 hours. We're talking, like, go over for breakfast at 9 and then come home at 9 p.m. and, like, that be a comfortable thing for you to do. Because personally, I'm not driving seven hours in a day. That's fair. Like, to go and come back. Yeah, that that would be kind of a pain in the ass. Personally. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I still feel like I would call it, like, short distance. Like, it's still distance, but you can go and see him on, for a weekend if you wanted to. I could not do that. Like, you don't take a trip to literally six states away for, you know, like, we're in Georgia. You do not drive. Did he for a weekend, though? Did he? Didn't you? No, I went for, like, four days. Um, but, like, you do not drive from Georgia to New Mexico for, like, a weekend. That's not, it takes a weekend to, well, not really, but, like, it's, it almost takes a weekend to do it without driving all the way days. through. Exactly. Like, it's not... You, yeah. you cannot drive there in a day. No, you cannot. It's not possible to no. drive all the way there in a day. So, like, I feel like that, to me, is, like, very long distance. But also, you can drown in one foot of water the same way you can drown in 12. Yeah, and that's why I say anything that's, like, unrealistic to do in a day is long distance. I agree. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And, I mean, obviously, because we've been in such different situations, we have different tips for, you know, like, if you're in a situation where you're kind of, like, long distance slash short distance slash minimum distance, like, it's not, like, like, it's realistic that you can go for a weekend, you know, or you guys both have jobs or you're both in college where you, like, ha- if you have a weekend off, you can both go. I was in a situation where the DOD was controlling half the situation <laughs> and they said no visitors for either of us. Like, I couldn't go to him and he couldn't leave, so... It was really, like, a very unique situation that I know any other military couple will understand if you were together during COVID. It was not productive. Yeah. It was, like, it was really hard because one of the biggest things about long distance, they say to keep it alive and to keep it, um, like, keep that spark there is that you need to have something to look forward to, you know? Like, what you guys do, I love, where, like, every time you see each other, you plan. Yes. So... What we do is anytime that we see each other, the day after whoever's traveling gets back, we try doing like the day we leave, we plan for the next and it it just didn't quite work out because we didn't know the schedules yet. But the day after we get back is when we plan the next time we're going to see each other. 
And thankfully, we're in a situation to where I do have friends in the state that he lives and he has family here. So we have multiple reasons of traveling, which makes it easier to go back and forth, especially like during the first part of our relationship, I was going up there the majority of the time he was just starting his job and getting into his place and all of these factors were going into it. And then now being closer to the holidays and all of these situations that are coming up, he's coming here more often. And so once again, like we've talked about a 50, 50 split a 25, 75, like overall we've done 50, 50, but we did have to do a couple of months where like I was only going up there And now we're in a situation to where, like, he's pretty much only coming down here. I don't have a a time where I can go up within the at least next month. Yeah. But they say the best thing you can do to keep long distance alive is to always have something to look forward to. It's the same thing as, like, that tip we talked about before with battling seasonal depression is always having something in a day to feel accomplished about or to be excited about will help you combat your seasonal depression and anxiety. Because if you clean out the junk drawer or maybe brush your hair, take a shower, it's something to feel accomplished about and that gives you a sense of worth that you might not have felt prior to. And it's the same thing in long distance. Like, you have to have something to look forward to so that you're not constantly stuck in, okay, yes, this situation sucks. Yes, I miss them. I'm going through all these other things. I have all these other stressors, all this stuff. I I just want my person here and I can't have them. But then being able to know, okay... I know I'm, like, going through it right now, and I know that they're the only person that I want, but I know I'm going to see them at X date. You know, that gives you this hope and something to hold on to and will help reduce fights significantly from my experience. And some people don't have the luxury of doing that, which sucks. So what we did instead when we didn't have that luxury was basically we would just plan for every week. We had, like, a date night or a game night or something where, like, we would play iMessage games while on FaceTime and we'd get competitive and, like, keep track of who was winning how many games and, like, we would, like, whoever won a game would get to pick the next game or whatever it was, you know, and we'd just keep going until we had a winner and play for, like, an hour or two. Um, We even, like, broke out a board game one time and, like, I moved the pieces for him, like... We had to find ways and be creative in how we could spend time together. Or, like, with movies. We'd watch movies together all the time or, like, a series together on FaceTime, which you would think is kind of unproductive, but when you're in that situation and that's all you have, you live for that shit. Like, especially now, like, there's, I think, Amazon watch parties, Netflix watch parties. like Disney Plus, we did that a lot. Use technology to your advantage in this situation. No, seriously, technology is amazing. I don't know how people did long distance or military relationships prior to FaceTime. Military relationships, they just got married. But even then, like, when they would actually go to war, like, what do you, like, now they have Skype, they have FaceTime, they usually can keep their phones, like, what, like, you can't do that back then, you know, like, seriously, kudos to them, because... During boot camp, that long distance was a whole other kind of beast because he didn't have his phone. So I literally felt like I was hallucinating the entire time. Like, I made up that relationship. There was, like, I was the only person existing that knew about it when obviously everybody knew about it. And, like, he was writing me letters. I was being dramatic. But, like, that was so hard because especially you know, like, your per- it's your person. The person you're in a relationship with is, like, who you lean on, who you go to when you've had a bad day or when you've had a good day. It's the person you want to call at the end of a hard day, a long day, whatever it is, you know, like, the person you want to fall asleep next to, the person you want to, like, hey, I need to go run errands. You want to come with me? Like, that's your person, the person you want to share everything with, and then when they're just not there and they literally cannot be based on things that like you can't control that's a really hard thing and like you honestly just have to kind of suck it up and get through it like boot camp felt like the longest fucking time in my life when we were actually going through it but once we were out and now looking back it was like the shortest like section of our relationship it's ridiculous but honestly I think that writing letters is so fun and kind of cute, even if you're not military affiliated and you don't have to. I think that just the gesture of taking the time to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and write down whatever it is that you want to say to them, whether it's telling them about your day or 
telling them how much you love them or how grateful you are for them and why and all of those things that we've talked about prior to this episode like in other episodes about appreciating your partner and so on you could sit down and write them a letter and send it and like having that physical thing is just I don't know I love getting letters and I loved getting letters and like we used to write letters to each other even when like out of boot camp when we didn't have to absolutely I had several letters from my past relationship and anytime that we were in like a really bad fight or I was just super pissed off or something like that like that's when I would sit down and I'd reread them Mm -hmm. because it was like okay we're not in a situation to where like he can properly tell me like how much he owes me because we're both Mm -hmm. real pissed off or just out of it right now and so it was nice to have a tangible thing obviously I'm a words of affirmation person so being able to like have those words in front of me always meant so much to me and I want to circle back to when you plan and you know you're going to see your partner within a certain amount of time making sure that you don't take them for granted during that because I know personally in my relationship like any time that I was about to go see him I would definitely take the time leading up to it like the full week before for granted like delaying text messages you know denying phone calls not communicating properly just being like oh well I'm gonna see him soon like we'll deal with this in person oh I'm gonna see him soon we'll deal with this in person over and over and over again and at the same time not communicating that like a maybe I'd rather have that conversation in person or b hey these are the steps that I'm doing so that way our time in person can just be about us like all of those things are vitally important to communicate with your partner So that way you actually can make the most of your time seeing each other and you're not walking into the situation being like, hey, I'm kind of irked at you because like, I know we were going to see each other, but I still wanted to hear from you this week. I still wanted to talk to you. Still wanted to hear how your day was instead of having a mass catch up on Friday or whenever it is. Right. Like all of those things are still equally as important when you know you're going to see them. I completely agree, and that's definitely something that, at the very end of my relationship, we failed drastically at, because he came home and surprised us, and I didn't know he was coming home, and he was thinking about it from your perspective, like, the same way as, like, well, I'm gonna see her on Monday, everything's, like, it's fine, and, like, wasn't really talking to me, wasn't really reaching out, and in the long-distance relationship, that's a big deal, you know, people, that's not something that I even really thought about prior to being in a long-distance relationship, because it's, like, you see them and then it's not a big like you're not really texting them or calling them or being on the phone with them because you just saw them and you're gonna see them tomorrow and basically you're just gonna communicate when you're gonna see each other like if you don't live together and even then it's like you're communicating via text pretty much only like hey what do you want to have for dinner like I'm at the store you know it's not like you have to use technology that's your only way of communicating like via text, via call, all of your communication, all of your interactions happen via phone, which is so sucky. It's like, you don't realize it until you're in it. And I like, because I'm so used to it, I think like I, it's like, oh, it's normal for me. But then when I'm talking to people about like, oh yeah, like, well, when I was in a long distance relationship, you know, like we had to talk on the phone all the time. Like that was like our only, you know, I, can't go back and check text messages because like they just go back forever and ever and ever because we text all the time like and they're like what the hell why I'm like have you know that TikTok trend where it's what is oh my god what do they say it's so funny it's like it's like well duh because that's like that's what it is that's what I'm in I'm in a relationship I okay I have to find it I have to find it because now like it's gonna bother me are you talking about the one where it's like well obviously I didn't know well that's a very good one too but no I love that one okay I found the tiktok so it says like Randall there's a cow outside well this is a cow Cow farm you're gonna have cows outside and it was literally like people making fun of me for having date night on FaceTime and then me being like um hi I'm in a long distance relationship I have no choice like this is a long distance relationship you're gonna have cows outside (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to my boyfriend the other day and I was like oh I sent you something I'll just scroll up and find it and he goes babe we live three and a half hours apart we text all day every day you're not gonna find it (laughs) yeah no that's not a thing that happens Oh my god. Yeah. I did take it as a challenge and I swear I scrolled 
scrolled for two okay. hours. No, not gonna lie. I, I am, like, a detective. Like, if I really need to find something in the conversation, I know exactly when it happened and I can go back and pinpoint it. But also, it's kind of nice having those receipts. <laughs> it is nice having the receipts. I learned how to use the search bar the other day and realized that you can type in words that would be, like, in the conversation. And it took me where what? I needed to be in the co- Oh, I I'm didn't about to know teach that. you a trick. Interesting. Guys, finally, I can teach Mina something. About long distance, no less. About phones is what I was thinking. Well, that too. You and your iPhone 6. Leave my iPhone 6 alone. Well, I guess I knew that she you could precious. type, like, into the thing. I just never thought about doing it, like, consciously. Yeah, see, I feel like I knew that you could do that. I just never thought about doing it intentionally to, like, find things in conversations. But I'm going to use that from now on. Yep, and it'll bring up links that apply, too. Interesting. It's like TikToks you've sent me. LOL. Because um, I don't delete our conversations. <laughs> I do, because I need storage on my phone. But I need storage on my phone, and I don't delete our conversations. Actually, I don't think I delete our conversations either. I delete most conversations. There's though. too much gold there. There is a lot of gold. We are very quotable people. We are very quotable people. Oh, yeah. We're going to make t-shirts one of these days. Eventually. But we will get the buttons. Sooner or later. Oh, yeah. We will. Season it's gonna, two. It's going to happen. Season two. Um, so, circling back to that tiktok that i had with like twelve thousand followers of all long distance relationship advice and like struggles and laughs and whatever um i also had like a blog and i mean i in a facebook group and like a whole thing like i really built like a support system around people in long distance relationships so that we could kind of bounce off of each other and get ideas and support and understanding from people who were or are going through the same thing and um one of the things I posted I found um that was just like tips for long distance relationships so I'm just gonna read you guys some of these um be patient patient with each other that is such an important thing be patient with each other because like Ashley said before like you don't have the the luxury of communicating with facial expressions and emphasis in certain and like when you're talking you can't always be on the phone you sometimes like through text things get lost in translation so be patient and ask for clarification and one thing that we always implemented that I think like is just a productive thing in general but especially for long distance is reiterate what was said in the conversation so like say you're having a conversation with your partner and it's like a serious conversation or a fight or something and you're kind of trying to de-escalate it whatever your partner says to explain you repeat back okay this is what I understood from what you said so that if there was a misunderstanding in the communication they can correct it or you can correct it absolutely and going based off of that we've talked in the past about like conversations that you need to have like prior to things going wrong like if you know you're about to go into a long distance relationship go ahead and have the conversation where it's like hey you know if we're having a very serious conversation then like at the end I want us both to give a summary of what the other person said like I'll recap what I understood based off of what you said and I need you to do the same for me yeah because I know that sometimes it can be brought up like right after the fight where it's like I need you to repeat what you said back to me can sound so condescending yeah and it can be meant in a very like neutral positive way where it's like I want to make sure that we understand each other but like I said it can come off as belittling condescending very negative and it can re-escalate the situation yeah and also kind of piggybacking off of that is what I mentioned in a previous episode, how I used that avocado toast, right? Like where I would say avocado toast when I knew that there was like an emotional emergency or a conversation or something serious that needed to be had where we needed to make time for it. Because when you're in an in-person relationship, most of the time you make time to see each other. Or if you're having a fight, maybe you just go directly over to their house or something. Or if you're living with them, you just go straight to that, like go over to the next room or you're already in person having the conversation and you can just sit there and do it but when you're in a long distance relationship and you both have jobs or something going on obviously you can't just 
pick up and drop everything to have a conversation all the time, you know, especially like at any time. And it's a hard thing to grasp, but it's not necessarily that your partner is neglecting you or doesn't care about your feelings or whatever it is that you care about. And it could really just be that they cannot leave whatever they're doing in order to have the conversation with you at the time that you want to have the conversation. Because in a long distance relationship, realistically what it is, you're just living two separate lives together, you know? Like, you aren't really sharing any of your day-to-day activities and things, which I think gives you maybe more to talk about in conversation at night or something, but it's definitely something you have to get used to. Um, moving on to, or I, well, before I move on, I do highly recommend implementing something like avocado toast. It doesn't have to be exactly avocado toast. It can be whatever code word you want, but just something that you both have a mutual understanding of Yoda. Could be Yoda. Yep. Yeah. Just receive the text Yoda out of context. (laughs) It's our new SOS. Master. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Inappropriate. (laughs) Anyways, moving on. Um, let's see. Remember that you're always one day closer to seeing them again. And that's even if you don't know when you're going to see them again. Because regardless, you are always one day closer. Like, maybe you do have a countdown and you have luxury of, of being able to know, I will see you in two weeks. I will see you in two months. Or maybe you don't. But regardless, you are still one day closer always. Because even if I don't know, I'm like, for example, I didn't get to see uh, my ex from, I want to say, March of 2020 until February of 2021, and we didn't know that I was going to see him in February of 2021 until January of 2021, so yeah, like, every single day leading up to that was still a day closer, even though we didn't know when the date would be, and that's a good way to, like, stay positive and stay hopeful. Um, so just always remember that and always tell yourself that, tell them that when you keep getting frustrated with the distance and so on, cause it's so easy to get frustrated at it and with it, just remind yourselves we are always one day closer to seeing each other again. Um, say exactly how you feel and don't expect them to just like get the hints because it's harder to read people over the phone. You know, like in person you can read body language, you can read um facial expression, you can read tone of voice, you can read all those things, but like over the phone that can't necessarily happen, especially if you're just texting or if you're writing letters, you know, whatever the kitchen This is not is. the time to throw petty punches. No, this it is, is not. not the time to pull that well you should now. Exactly. Because no, they, they, shouldn't. they shouldn't. They probably will not. There's probably not anywhere close to the number of clues that they need. Like, in person, you can tell if someone's being standoffish. You can tell if their body language is kind of, like, leaning away from you. Or, like, they're not wanting to come close to you, you know. Like, they're not wanting to be lovey or whatever, like, normal. Then you can be like, okay, there's something wrong. What's up? But, obviously, when you're in a long-distance relationship, you're not anywhere near each other. You can't just be like, oh, like, why are you being kind of standoffish? Are you okay? Like, are you being dry? It could just be because you're busy. You know, like, are you at work? Are you taking a test? Are you studying? Are you, you know, like, sports practice? Whatever the situation is. So, you can't attribute, like, someone being physically standoffish or giving you the physical, like, vibes of something's wrong with them not responding quickly over text you know because like Ashley's literally sitting here texting her significant other who is like oh yeah it's fine like I know you're working on the podcast yeah so one thing that like I learned from my past relationship is I try my best to make sure that anytime I'm going to be away from my phone or given that my phone is almost constantly dying like usually when it gets about 10 percent, I'll go ahead and send a warning text it's like hey if I disappear for a while, my phone probably died. Like, I'll try and text you for my watch if I can. That type of situation. Or if I know I'm going to be busy for a while, then I say that. I We share each other's work schedule. Mm-hmm. So we know, like, okay, this is not a time where we can contact each other. Mm-hmm. Over the summer, I worked a job where I couldn't have my phone on me at all during work. Right. And he typically has his watch. So that way, I know if he's sending very short text messages... That it's because he's, like, drawing on his phone. Right. Or, like, watch, just yeah. hitting whatever the, like, Quick no response. problem, okay, yeah. yes, whatever it is. And that's helped a lot 
for me as somebody who like I read a lot into text messages so if a text is like okay I've asked Mina she texted me Kay the other day and I was like oh my god are you mad at me like I don't know what I could have possibly done no I'm in a photo shoot (laughs) yeah and I was like oh I'm in the middle of a wedding reception (laughs) I was like oh my bad my bad you know that type of situation and so that has really helped for me a lot being able to say like okay I know for a fact that they are at work and I have definitely worked on my communication a lot because I would just go MIA for periods of time. I never really checked my phone. The reason I bought an Apple Watch was because I never checked my phone. <laughs> so I would all of a sudden look at it and be like, man, I haven't looked at my phone in six hours and I'd have 32 text messages. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like, yeah, you are the queen of like just not even like she'll put her phone down and start reading a book or something and then it'll be like six days later and you'll think that she's literally dead or missing. Like you're on the verge of filing a missing persons report and she's really just really into some book. He watched that firsthand the she other She did that the other day. Yeah. He he watched that firsthand. You did it to uh, me two too. weeks ago. Oh no, when did I do that to you? When I was quarantining, oh, by the way, I did have COVID. I I did have that and I was quarantined for 10 days and I texted Ashley and I was like, she's, we live in the same house. Like she was in the room down the hall. I stayed in the guest room. She quarantined in my room. Yeah, that's the thing that happened. Anyways, so she's like down the hall and I text her. I was like, hey, like, do you want to watch a movie? And she was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, what we were doing is she was sitting like on the outside of the door in the hallway and I was like sitting six feet away in the room (laughs) and like we were watching movies and stuff because I was very lonely anyways not the point so I was like hey um do you want to watch a movie and she's like yeah sure and then I just sat and like was scrolling through TikTok or doing like work editing or whatever it was until she was gonna come in and like watch the movie with me and then like 45 minutes went by and she still didn't come in and I was like did she fall asleep like is she on the phone with her boyfriend like what's going on like she didn't like let me know so I texted her again I was like uh you coming and she was like yeah sorry I just got really wrapped up in this book like the two lovers are just really getting into it and I was like guys uh, it was a slow burn romance I read 375 pages for them to finally kiss like I I waited for this but at the same time 375 375 pages oh my god what Um, (laughs) I don't read that in, like, a month. I opened that book that day. I'm so dyslexic, I cannot read a chapter in a day. But also, for a little more context, the movie we've been trying to watch for almost a week and a half now is Home. And the text she sent me was Can Home, question mark. No. Yes. She sent me Home, question mark. And so, originally, I thought she was asking if I was home. I knew so you I were said, home. I just saw you. So, I said yes. And then continued reading my book, and then when you asked if I was coming is when it clicked that you were asking about the movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was just so into my book that, like, No, yeah, she came down the hall, like, she, like, waddled down the hallway like a penguin, like, (laughs) and, like, bust open my door and goes, hello, prisoner. I was like, oh. Which I had been doing for nine days at that point. Yeah, that's just, like, a thing that, that, yeah. That's a thing that My was dad happening. started the joke because any time that he would come home, he'd be like, how's the prisoner today? Has she been fed? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm not starving I her. honestly felt like I was being held hostage, not gonna lie. You were. It was, it was a rough time. I was going stir crazy. Anyways, moving on. The next point is um, something you can do is send each other care packages. I love sending care packages. It's definitely a very military thing. Like, people decorate them and go all out. And, like, if you've seen my blog post, if you're someone who has, like, been following from that perspective for a while, you've seen my care packages, you've seen my TikToks about care packages, like... I pack them full of snacks and, like, random clothes or things or whatever, like, that he might need or, you know, I don't know. Like, I would usually do them around, like, a birthday, Christmas, like, a holiday, something like that and make it, like, themed. I, yeah, it was, it was a fun thing for me to make and it was a fun thing for him to receive and it was definitely, like, it was, like, having a little piece of home, you know, like, sent to you and... The unboxing video. Yeah, the unboxing videos are always so fun, like... On Christmas, he FaceTimed me and did, like, an unboxing video and, like, pulled everything out and was like, ooh, thank you, you know, like, like going through all the things, um, and I loved doing that, like, that was just kind of fun, and that's another interactive thing that you can do together because it's, like, if, especially if you make it a surprise, then, too, it's, like, 
well, I know it's in the box, and now I get to watch you go through the box and find out what's in the box, and it's, like, joyful, like, watching kids open presents on Christmas morning, <laughs> you know? So, that's a good way to, like, have some kind of connection and still have those memories and things and so on, because, like, a lot of people in person, like, you're going to spend holidays together, or you're going to spend the holiday eve together, and you're going to get to exchange gifts in person, and you're going to get to, like, have that joy. You can still do that over FaceTime, and yes that probably sounds kind of depressing for people who have never done it before but when that's your only option it's like gold it really is like you just get used to it um so yeah and the same thing is like sending letters everyone loves getting mail it's just like a thing you know like you love going like remember as a kid you'd go to the mailbox and like you always wanted something with your name on it so sending letters is amazing and it's bills yeah or my fun box that's true you did get your fabfit fun box Love that thing. Watching you unbox that is like watching a child on Christmas morning. It is like a child. This is not sponsored, so I'm not going to go on my full rant, but I love my FabFitFun box. <laughs> it is a very interesting thing. It's a very cool thing, I'm not going to lie. It's phenomenal. She's gotten some really cool things out of it. But anyways. Half of my bar is FabFitFun stuff. <laughs> I think um, sending care packages and sending letters is a very intentional and mature way to pursue someone um cc from what in the dang heck talks about how her fiance even though they are in person and they do see each other writes her letters once a week and she keeps them in this custom box that he had made for her because that's kind of the difference i think between a mature like a man pursuing you and a boy pursuing you like did he snap me back? Did he text me back? Did, like, has he, like, watched my Snapchat story? Like, that kind of pursuit versus he wrote me a letter telling me that he loves me and that he's grateful for me and so on and, like, different things every week of positive, like, you know? That, to me, is a really big difference in maturity of pursuits, and I think that's something that you can absolutely do in your relationship, long distance or not. Um, So, I, I highly recommend um let me see what else so we talked about this a little bit but try to schedule like if you both have busy schedules or work schedules and things like I was working three jobs and in college he is in the military and like obviously had a very you know interesting schedule so we scheduled when you could have when we could like have time together each week like usually our schedule stayed pretty much the same so every Wednesday we'd have game night or every Friday we'd have movie night you know so then we had that thing to look forward to like we talked about before where since we couldn't set a date of when we could see each other to look forward to having that thing that we could do an activity was a really good productive thing um let's see what else uh, keep them in the loop. It's really easy to feel dis- disconnected when you have no idea what's going on with each other. And it's really easy to forget to tell them things because, like, when you're in person, you're just like, oh, this is what happened today. I don't know. But, like, I feel like over the phone, it's almost like you need to be more intentional with your communication because it's like, I don't know, like, it's you you have to try harder to connect because when you're in person you don't have to say anything you can just like cuddle lay in each other's arms hug and feel the connection Mm -hmm. and feel there feel present but when you're over the phone it's all through words which sometimes can be hard because sometimes you don't have words sometimes you don't want to give people words sometimes you don't want to talk and you don't want to listen and you just kind of want to exist in the same space as this person you love which is why it's so hard to do that long distance thing that way and sometimes like what we would do is literally just be on FaceTime doing our own thing completely existing by ourselves I'm doing homework he's playing video games whatever it is and every now and then we'll just be like hey I love you you know like checking in you're you're still there because we wanted to feel each other's presence without like really communicating and it feels silly at first being on FaceTime all the time especially if you're an in-person person like he started out as an in-person person like he hated being on the phone he never really texted he did not like like talking to people on the phone ever not me not his parents nobody like he did not like answering the phone and then being long distance for a year it was either that or be lonely yeah straight up like you had no choice so it's a shitty thing but you do get used to it um yeah one thing i want to throw in there is like i know for me like i I'm not a great multitasker, so I have a hard time, like, being on the phone and doing other things, especially because 
typically if I'm on the phone with somebody, I want to give them my full attention. Mm -hmm. So one thing my significant other does is like when he goes grocery grocery shopping or something, like he'll call me Mm -hmm. and I can't reciprocate that. Mm -hmm. I I get overwhelmed. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's not a good situation for me, but for him, it's something Mm -hmm. that he can do. So we only do it like if he's grocery shopping and I'm not doing something. Right. And that's just how it works for us because it's not something that yeah I'm really capable of doing. And at the same time, you know, we, Mina just mentioned, like, when you're typically in person, like, you can just be with each other. And I don't know if this is later on in your list. But also, when you do get to see each other, I know there's so much of wanting to, like, only just, like, stay inside and cuddle all day. But, like, yeah go and do something you know mm-hmm. i know it's special enough just being with each other Breaking when you can't distance, yeah but absolutely like still go and do something so that way you don't fall into the monotony yeah that's what i'm looking for mm-hmm. of what a lot of relationships do where you end up like not going anywhere because like you're tired from traveling or something mm-hmm. like that but it makes a when huge you have difference. no new memories together that are like significant it's just yeah like, other all than like oh like, i watched that movie with him yeah like okay yeah go and outside people, go for like, a walk right and like that was a thing for us a really big thing because um we were both like very adventurous in person fun people we like to go and do things like a lot of our relationship prior to long distance was like going on we called them adventures you know like we would go on little day trips or we would do you know like spend the day at a sunflower patch or whatever it is you know like we would do things and then being long distance we couldn't do things which was so frustrating for both of us and then it ended up being a thing where at some point we had a really big fight about like we just don't have fun anymore Mm -hmm. like it really boiled down to like we just don't have fun anymore because they're so it was so hard to have fun and like it was so hard to find ways to keep having fun and keep it interesting and keep going on adventures and like we would take each other with when we like go run errands you know go grocery shopping like I am long distance with pretty much everyone that I've ever loved. Like, my whole family lived in either Chicago or Lebanon. So, like, all my cousins, my grandparents, my family, like, I was always on the phone. Like, my grandmother is my best friend, and I spend so much time on the phone with her. Like, I'll take, I'll, I'm the person who can be on the phone for, like, literally five hours. Like, I could break a record with how long I've been on FaceTime before. Like, 24 hours straight on the phone. Not kidding that's something I did. I cannot believe I did that, but it's because I'm so used to being far away from the people I love, so being long distance was not the end of the world for me, but it was much harder on him, and it was so sucky, and eventually it became really hard on me too, just because, like, at some point you're just like, I need to see you, like, I'm, I, you know, but then when you break the distance, it's an interesting thing, like, when you've been apart for a really long time, I literally got off the airplane, was so anxious, was sitting there. I finally saw him and I was like, are you real? I think I'm hallucinating. I don't believe you're real. I could not stop staring at him and he could not stop laughing because he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you okay? Do I look different? Like, I was on FaceTime with you all week and I'm like, no, I just... I can't believe you're like real. You're 3D. You're you're 3D. Like you're you're not flat. Like you're not inside a box. You know, like you're not like inside my phone. A screen isn't between us. Like I can touch your face and actually like feel the stubble on your face. Like what? Like it blew my mind. It took me a whole 24 hours to actually register the fact that I was sitting in front of him physically. And it's a whole, it's, but the feeling that you have after you break the distance is, like, amazing, you know? Like, it's like, oh my god, wait a minute. But also, like, I'm so happy. And that's why people say all the time that it's worth it. The distance is very worth it because that, even if, like, I saw him for four days after a whole year of being apart. And then we were apart for another three months before I saw him for another week. Like, and I haven't seen him since, so, you know, like, it's, it's a hard thing, but, like, those four days were, like, the best fucking four days ever, you know, like, even though those four days made a whole year apart worth it, and I know that sounds, like, almost ridiculous, I feel like, if you don't know, or you haven't been in that position, but if you have, then you know exactly what I'm talking about, 
literally seeing them for like I know people who would take connecting flights to literally have a two-hour layover together and like I know girls who would go and sit in an airport for two hours just to see their boyfriend on his way to a different base or something like that's a thing that people did and it's it's in a way romantic and in in a way depressing because it's like damn like that's all you have but also love is so strong that you're willing to spend three four hundred dollars on a plane ticket to literally see them for two hours i'm sorry i don't even care about the money the fact that you're willing to sit in an airport for two hours <laughs> you're you're just willing I actually to don't go mind to airports airport. i like I airports going to the airport i don't like getting to the airport but once i'm in the airport i like the airport i don't mind airports i have not been to a single airport where i didn't hate getting to it that's true they make them really difficult to get to yeah, whether it was the, an uber a friend i feel like driving, every time driving. i go to the atlanta airport they change the way the roads are it's every just, time it's just right and the orlando <laughs> airport's not a whole lot better like the airport itself wonderful the you know one airport or, no a couple of airports that i really really hate is when they put brick brick floors in a fucking airport like and then you're trying to like drag your roller suitcase across brick and it's just like boom 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 and it's just i don't know it feels awful it's well, awful top I don't know. tier airport colorado airport atlanta's top a pretty tier. good airport it's a very big one it's kind of confusing but when you fly through there so often it's just i like it but like getting to the colorado airport the best really yep huh just like pastures been to that all one. around it oh really like it's just nothing well that's how the airport near my grandmother's is like it's in this tiny little town and yeah like i mean they have brick floors which is a pain in the ass yeah. but it's literally like next to the tarmac cornfields swear to god like yeah. on the property of the airport there is cornfields kind of how Denver is. yeah Not corn but love that fields yeah but anyways um breaking the distance is seriously it's something to look forward to, and um, that kind of brings me to, like, my last point on this, you know, long-distance tips, I guess, is um, don't focus so much on how much time it's been since you've seen them. Focus more on how much time until you see them, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's not till you see them, but some kind of milestone, you know, like, for us, we didn't know if I'd get to see him after boot camp or after tech school, and so we had graduation countdowns you know and and that was great or like and moving to a new base countdown or you know whatever and like till Christmas countdown like things that we knew we would have to look forward to like unboxing Christmas gifts together and wearing matching Christmas pajamas even on the opposite side of the country like even those things not knowing when we'd see each other we still had things to kind of look forward to or like maybe an anniversary um like we would get creative with dates not only just the movies and things like that kind of circling back I remembered we would like get dressed up like we were going on a dinner date and either we would cook together or we would both order out food or order the same food like we would both get chipotle and then sit down dressed kind of nice and like have a date over facetime you know so it was like we're having a dinner date and sometimes like it'll get to a point where you don't even realize that there's a screen between you, like, you're just spending time with this person that you love, and, like, I cannot stress to you how important FaceTime is, like, FaceTime is the best thing ever. If you have a Samsung, and you don't have FaceTime, like, if you are not an Apple user, WhatsApp, the app WhatsApp is free, it's great for overseas communication, you don't have to pay for it, so you don't have to pay for the overseas communication, and you can FaceTime. My grandmother has a Samsung, and I FaceTime her via WhatsApp, because she obviously doesn't have FaceTime, so... That's a thing that you can look into as well. One of our friends traveled outside of the country recently, and she called me on Snapchat. Yeah, and you it can worked FaceTime really on Snapchat. Well. Yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, I feel like people don't really use Skype anymore. I don't know. Nope. I still have it, but my username is way too embarrassing to ever <laughs> actually use again, so I could probably discontinue that one. I mean, you know. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, um, long distance is definitely not for the faint of heart, and it's definitely something you have to have a conversation prior to to decide, like, is this something we're willing to do? Because I know for a lot of people early in a relationship, maybe they just feel like there's it's not worth it, you know, this isn't really that deep, and then I know I felt very like, well, I'm not going to leave you 
because of your job making us be long distance because one I love you two what kind of person would I be you know like and I know a lot of other people that struggled with the same question like not wanting to do long distance and then like questioning like should I even do this like but I don't want to leave because if I do then what kind of person I am I for like like this shouldn't be a reason to leave because it's absolutely possible to get through it especially because in most cases you have a very like specific like most people think okay well we're long distance for college so you have like four years maybe three years where you're going to be long distance Mm -hmm. and then you're going to be done hopefully and like that's a lot easier than if it's, like, a career thing or a military thing. But also, don't get married to break the distance. Do not get married because you are afraid of being long distance. Because I know a lot of people who did that and either have gotten divorced or are getting divorced or are contemplating divorce. Like, if your only reason for getting married is so that you don't have to be long distance, then you should not be getting married yet. You should reevaluate your relationship. Yes. Because if you can survive the long distance, you can survive anything. And then, in my opinion, you have earned getting married. Like, Ashley and I have talked about this before. Um, getting through the conflicts and the hard times is incentive. Or not incentive, yeah. but, like... So... Getting married is the reward for working on yourself and your relationship and getting through the hard times and knowing that you can effectively, hopefully effectively, live a long life with this person and face the future challenges. It is not a way to fix whatever problem you're currently having. Mm -hmm. If you cannot fix the problem you're currently having then you probably shouldn't marry that person. Amen. And sometimes you have, like, long-term things that are just, like, people have qualms. People have flaws and things that will follow you into marriage and so on. But by the time you're getting married, you should know how to either deal with, communicate around, or understand those flaws and issues. And, like, you should both be aware of the fact that you have an issue with said thing and there should be some kind of like and a lot of those are compensation happening yeah a lot of those are outside factors yeah which like an outside factor is anything that is not only between you and your partner yeah and we'll talk about that on another episode because outside factors came in a lot to play in both of our relationships oh yeah um so to repeat once more Marriage is the reward for working through and on the relationship, mm-hmm. not the solution to your problems. Mm-hmm. Amen. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people get wrong, especially, especially in long distance relationships. I know so many people that have just been like, oh, we're just going to get married because long distance is hard. Yeah. And like, we definitely thought about it, like, eventually... Like, we did not, there was more, way more reasons for us to want to when we were thinking about it than long distance, but long distance definitely was one of the main factors when we first started talking and thinking about it, which, like, is a very common mistake, and we luckily grew past, um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not saying don't get married if you want to get married. I'm saying think about it and be sure because you should have a lot more reasons. Like, honestly, complete um, premarital counseling. Highly recommend that. Highly recommend premarital counseling. Some states will give you a discount on your marriage license if you have premarital counseling done. And if you're getting married through a church, some churches won't let you get married without premarital counseling. The majority of uh, churches do require it, and usually through the church. And I know that the majority of people think premarital counseling is actually only for, like, people in the church. Like, I... It's I, not. I was talking to You can my, get it through the state. Exactly. I was talking to one of my friends about it, and I was like, yeah, like, I want to do this. And he was like, oh, because you're getting married in a church? And I was like, hey, I don't want to get married in a church. <laughs> um, no, I want to get married <laughs> in a field of wildflowers, maybe on the side of the Eiffel Tower. Who knows? I want to get married on a lake. Um, <laughs> not the point point being you know it 
it is way more than like religious based. Like you can go to premarital counseling that is nowhere near religious based. It just brings up a lot of topics that you should discuss and understand and be on the same page about prior to getting married. And a lot of it's stuff that couples don't typically think about prior to getting married. Like you think of like, okay, what are we going to do with our finances? Okay, you know, do we or do we not want to have kids? Yeah. But it goes so much more in depth into your relationship, how you want to grow old together, mm-hmm. how you want to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Another fantastic thing. thing that I highly recommend for, like, like you're talking about questions, Love Wick. And Correct. fitting, because last week we had Allie, the creator of Love Wick, on the podcast with us, and we talked all about couples and individuals growth, which was super awesome, and I love her, and I love Love Wick. Love Wick is amazing. Seriously, cannot say enough about it. Like, that did so much for our relationship and at first it was something that only I wanted to do and I brought up and he was like humoring me like okay fine like you want to do it we we can do it it's whatever and then eventually it became something that he was like hey you want to do some love wick like you want to can we can we do some cards and I was like yeah sure why not because they just spark such good conversation and especially being in a long distance relationship sometimes it can be really hard to like come up with more things to talk about because yeah. you're always talking so sometimes you're like well what else is there to talk about because in-person relationships I didn't even realize how little we talked in a whole year of dating until we were really like in a long distance relationship and like talking like we normally would talk but it felt like we weren't speaking or like talking to each other at all yeah because before we could just like exist in the same space and that's spending time together but when you're on FaceTime, most people feel like you, like, have to talk because you're on the phone. And mm-hmm. that's usually associated with having a conversation. So, yeah. Lovewick was amazing for us, especially long distance. And it's great, like, non, like for normal distance, too. But, like, mm-hmm. long distance because it sparks conversations that you wouldn't think to ask to begin with. And then it makes it a lot easier to have conversations and so on when you feel like you've talked about everything there is to talk about under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> For me, like, in the past, I have not been great about talking about myself. Like, Mm -hmm. if you didn't ask about my day, like, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. And several of my family members called me out because I'd be talking to my ex. We'd be on the phone for, like, 30 minutes and I'd be in the same room as a family member. And they'd be like, I think I heard you say, like, four words. Mm -hmm. Like, during the entire conversation. And I was like, that sounds about right. Like, that's that's pretty on par. Yeah, you can't do that when you're in a long-distance relationship. Exactly. And so... Uh, my current relationship, like, we've been using Lovewick since, like, the beginning. We decided to... I insisted that you used it. (laughs) But also, like, we decided to start dating knowing that we were going into a long-distance relationship. Like, went on our first date and had a conversation, like, are we going to give this a shot long distance? So we've been using it since the beginning. And it has made it a lot easier for me to just be able to kind of openly talk about myself Mm -hmm. because like we started off with these questions getting to know each other so much better and seeing like how much he cared like wanting to do this and implement it into our lives to where like something I never did in my past relationship but he'll call and I'm like listen to what happened today yeah and it's like nothing even dramatic I'm just like here's all of the things I've done today yeah here's my list but yeah to like wrap up and sum up I guess Long distance is really, really hard, but it is definitely not impossible, and I know countless people who have successfully broken the distance in amount of time that is realistic for both of them, you know? Like, I know people who just happen to not have to be long distance anymore, or people who ended up feeling like their relationship was in a place where they were ready to get married, um... And that's been great for them, and I'm so happy and proud of them for that, getting to that point. And I am I always am so proud of people when I see them go through the really hard things and go through the distance and so on and wait and then eventually decide, okay, we are now in a place where our relationship is ready to take the next step and get married. And those or people... Or, like, our relationship has gotten to the point to where we can move to the same area. Like, yes. jobs change, yeah. school ends. Right, like, breaking the distance that way is amazing. Breaking the distance um, when you just get to visit each other is amazing. And 
hold on to those things, take a million pictures, and I know that, like, seems, like, some people don't do that, and I forget that, like, people don't really take pictures like I do, but I literally take pictures of everything all the time, like, Ashley's boyfriend was here, and I took a picture of them from, like, down the hallway because they were hugging and cute, and I was like, here you go, you're welcome, (laughs) bet you wouldn't have thought about this moment, but it's a really cute picture, and now you have it, so that's, like, a thing that I just do, I don't know. I take so many pictures and I'm so glad that I did because when I did get to see my ex like having had taken those pictures and videos and things made me feel more connected to him when we were apart I guess um because like you know sometimes you forget things like what they look like without a screen between what they look like when it's not fuzzy what they look like what their what their beard feels like what their hair feels like what they smell like how their voice sounds what their voice sounds like when it's not coming through a phone yeah what their voice sounds like not through a phone sometimes you forget those things and that's a little bit depressing but also videos and pictures help with that um something that i that we did is we actually i have a teddy bear i have a build-a-bear and um it had like his voice in it so when we couldn't talk I could still hear his voice or another thing we did is we would leave each other voicemails yeah I love the voicemails um because you know it's easy to forget what your voice sounds like or like if you don't get to talk and you need to having that like leaving intentional encouragement or things that you know that they can play over and over and over again I love that voice memos you can keep and download yes so I have several of those and I made a joke last time I saw him and I was like so this is what your voice sounds like when it's not breaking up every 30 seconds Mm -hmm. because every time he drives home from work there's this dead zone yeah where he keeps trying to talk same thing happened every every single day he tries to talk through it and I'm like nope I know exactly where you are like just shut up for the next three minutes Mm -hmm. because I uh 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 is not helpful in me no. understanding what story you're telling. And I'm just going to keep asking you what, and you're just going to keep getting frustrated because you're in the middle of telling the story. So just wait, like, five seconds, get through your dead zone, and, and okay, fine. Yes. So, yeah, but you can actually save voicemails. Like, when someone sends you a voicemail, it's, like, one of those, like, the three-dot option thing, and then you can save it to your drive, like, your iCloud drive or something, or to your desktop, or files whatever it is you can save it so that you like if for some reason your uh, voicemails get deleted or erased or you need to delete them or your phone gets stolen or whatever highly recommend saving voicemails from people that you want to keep um because I know a lot of people that have lost really meaningful voicemails really like for really unfortunate circumstances and yeah so pro tip save your voicemails kids yes (laughs) leave voicemails relationship or not one of my favorite voicemails that I listen to when I'm sad is one of my friends called me on my birthday one year and they were out at a party Mm. and he had had too much to drink. Oh I know exactly what you're talking about. He had had too much to drink and he called me and just in the middle of him leaving this random voicemail he goes oh shit happy birthday and then two of my other guy friends chime in and say happy birthday and it is one of my favorite voicemails. It has you know, stayed on my phone even when I switched my phone over and back and through countless hard resets, that thing has been downloaded and is safe and secure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love that. That's definitely 10 out of 10. Highly recommend that. Um, Don't leave vo- drunk voicemails. Don't do not do that intentionally. Oh, I don't know. I that think is those not- are kind of fun. <laughs> yes. I guess it depends on who you're leaving them for. Mm. But... For the most part, we're saying, you know, maybe, I've definitely done it before, I'm like, hey, don't answer this phone call. And then it'll go to voicemail, and I'll just leave a very generic one, like, hey, I'm thinking about you, I miss you, I can't wait to see you. Like, just a very generic one that can be listened to in any kind of mood. Yes, I completely agree. Like, something that we did was we literally had a voicemail for like every situation kind of like a open win letters mm-hmm. he wrote me open win letters which was literally the best thing anyone's ever done for me <laughs> but um we kind of had like open win voicemails you know like when you've had a long day when you've had a bad day when you've had a great day when you've had like you know good news bad news when you're really tired when you really miss me like when the distance is really just bothering you and it was all kinds of different encouragement and positive things that it's like I know I needed to hear and 
sometimes I'd forget that I had them and be like really stuck in a rut and really just not feeling good and I couldn't talk to him and then I would just remember and it would always make my night make my day whatever it was so highly recommend that um so I hope that these long distance tips and tricks and things from our experience will help you guys somehow in your long distance journey if that's what you're going on or if you've been in long distance or if you're about to start long distance or maybe it's a possibility that you could be getting into it just know that there is hope and it is not the end of the world and you will get used to it and honestly at the end of the like I don't mind I really don't mind the distance now it's something that I grew to almost like. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I had to like it, but that's okay. Point is, um, it's not the end of the world. And you can make it work if you really want to. And love absolutely can be enough. So, I hope love is enough for you. Well to end on that beautiful sentimental note thanks thank you for i'm gonna tuning. go cry now <laughs> i'm gonna go to bed now I'm i gonna would cry stay up, myself to sleep now i would stay up to console you i don't think i'm emotionally capable tonight that's okay anyway to end on a semi-sentimental note thank you so much for tuning in we truly hope that everything works out for you if there's anything specific that we can help with or you need advice on remember to dm us and we recently made a tiktok so follow us on there and until next time please remember to make make good good choices. choices